0: We are continuing our series called I Quit, and I want to talk to you today from this thought. I quit living a lie. When I was in junior high in Wewoka, Oklahoma, uh, I have a brother who's four years older than me, so he was in high school. I have a sister one year younger than me. And we were outside in the driveway, and we had a gravel driveway, and we were throwing rocks at one another. And right across the street was a little car wash and had rocks over there as well. we grabbed them, and we'd throwing rocks at each other. And, and Daddy and Mama had told us before, do not throw rocks by the house because you could break out a window. But we didn't listen to Daddy and Mama. And we were throwing rocks right there in the driveway. And next thing you know, Mama's car was parked right there in the driveway. And a rock flew right through the window. And folks, can I tell you, we began to panic. Me, my brother and sister began to panic because, listen, my dad and mama didn't play. I, listen, let me tell you how it was. I, my last spanking went till my sophomore year in high school. That's right. Uh, so... They would wear us out. Teenage, it didn't make no difference. You know what I'm saying? So I knew it was on. And so I began to plot. I was kind of the catalyst in the the Cooper crowd. And so the Cooper kids, I began to pull my brother and sister and said, I got a plan. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to tell Daddy and Mama there were some bad kids that came, and they ran over here, and they was picking on us, and they grabbed rocks, and they started throwing at us and calling us names, and they busted out the window. I said, y'all got it now. You got it? How, this is how many kids there are. This is what happened. This is how it went down, okay? And so we called Daddy and Mama and said, listen, Daddy, Mama, these bad kids busted out the window. And, boy, Daddy and Mama bought the story, but then they threw me a curveball. Daddy and Mama called the police, I'm serious, and the police came to our house, and I had to make a decision. It's the police. What do I tell the police? I stuck to my story. Brother, so, you stick with me now. Here's the story. And I lied to the police that we woke up police. Talk. How many of you glad I got saved? I mean, huh? I, I was destined for jail, you know what I'm saying? I was mad. I lied to the police. Can I tell you, that was stressful. Living that lie created, so my heart was pounding, I was stressed out, I had so much anxiety. You know what, I wish I would have just told the truth and got a whooping, all the stress I was under. And can I tell you, even as adults, we live lies, some of you are living a lie right now that's causing so much stress in your life. And what I want to do today is I want to talk to you about the lies that we live. These lies that create stress and anxiety in our lives. The first lie is this. You can follow along with me in your bulletin notes and fill in the blanks. Point number one is this. I have to meet everybody's needs. Lie one, I have to meet everybody's needs and many people struggle with trying to meet everybody's needs it's this superman or superwoman complex that I have to be there for everybody everybody in my family every single relative whether I know them or not I need to be there for them I have to be there whether it's my first cousin second cousin third cousin fourth cousin I need to be there for them I need to help out everybody you know I know my baby my baby's 45 years old and I still pay his rent. But he needs me. My baby, my baby needs me. He needs mama. He needs daddy so bad. I got to be there for, for them. You, you, you know, at, at my workplace, they, they need me. I mean, everybody needs me. They need my advice. They need me to help them do their jobs. I'm telling you, at my workplace, I'm indispensable. If I leave, die, retire, that thing's going to fall apart. They, they need me. Everybody needs Me. I'm going to tell you that the the, the neighborhood needs me. All my neighbors, the entire neighborhood, they need me. That's why I go around and get the scoop on everybody because they they need me. I need to know what's going on. They need me. They need my wisdom and counsel. The the neighborhood needs me. All my friends need me. I got a hundred of them or so, but they all need me. They need to borrow my car, they need my wisdom, they, 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 need, me to, they need to borrow money from me. My, they, I've got to be there for them. I've, I've got to step in and help out every single one of them. And friends, can I tell you, people who live this lie that, that I have to be there for everybody, I've got to meet everybody's needs, they do. They live under constant stress and constant pressure. And I know this firsthand because I've lived this lie myself. When we first started this church, I lived the lie that I had to be there for everybody. I had to meet everybody's needs. And and there are many pastors who who struggle with this. I've got to meet everybody's needs. The the people need me. Everybody needs me. Me. I've got to marry everybody. I've got to counsel everybody. I've got to help everybody. Everybody. I got to be at the hospital for everybody. I got to listen to everybody. I got to take every phone call. I mean, every single person, they need me. I've got to be there for everybody. And friends, not only is that unhealthy, it's unrealistic. And there's a guy in the Bible who tried to live this lie that I have to meet everybody's needs. And I want you to hear this story about Moses in Exodus chapter 18. Verse number 13 through 18, the Bible says the next day, Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law, you have to understand, this happened all the time, where the people were standing around morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, what is this you are doing for the people? Why are you alone? You think you're Superman? I mean, you think you're Superwoman? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around from morning till evening? Moses answered him, because the people come to me to seek God's will. And I know Moses probably didn't struggle with pride or arrogance, but can I tell you, that just sounds a little prideful to me. The people come to me. If they want to know God's will, (laughs) they come to me for God's will. Verse 16, whenever they have a dispute, it's brought to me, the wise one. And I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and laws. Moses' father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. It is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You're not Superman. Listen, you're Clark Kent. You're playing games with yourself. You cannot handle it alone. You know what Moses did? Moses appointed other leaders to help him carry the load. Jethro, his father-in-law, he told Moses that, listen, trying to meet everybody's needs isn't good. Having this Superman or Superwoman complex isn't good. Listen, you can meet some needs, but you can't meet every need. You can help some people, but you can't help all people. You're not God. Why are you putting all that on yourself? Why are you you binding to this lie that you have to meet everybody's needs? He said, Moses, this is not good. You're wearing yourself out. Can I say that to some of you? You're wearing yourself out. You got this superman or superwoman complex thinking you have to meet everybody's needs. You're wearing yourself out. You're on the verge of. Burnout because you're trying to be there for all your family members and all your friends, and, and everybody at the workplace has to depend on you, and everybody in the neighborhood needs you. And you got this complex, and you're wearing yourself out with this life. Moses, it's not good. Listen, you're living a stressed out life. Some of you, you're stressed out. Your anxiety and, and your, your blood pressure is out of control because you're, you're putting the weight of the world on your shoulders, thinking you're the answer. You're a superman. You're a superwoman. And not only are you wearing yourself out and stressing yourself out, you're frustrating other people. Can, can I tell you what happens to people who, 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 who li- ha- have this complex and live this lie is they, they overcommit themselves. And so when, when, with their friends and family and co-workers and neighbors, they, they always overpromise and under, uh, underdeliver because you can't do it all. And so you're always making these promises, but you can't come through. And you're frustrating people. You're wearing yourself out. You got, you got yourself full of anxiety. And you know what else? You're robbing other people from being a blessing. You're robbing other people from being used by God. God could use somebody else, Moses. God didn't just have to use you. He could use other people. You have all this pressure, this Superman complex, thinking everybody has to depend on you. And God can use other people as well. For some of you at the beginning of this new year, there's some things you may need to let go of. There's some things you may need to stop doing. There's some things you may not need to take on, or you're going to wear yourself out. Moses, this is not good for you or the people. And I've I've got four questions that that, that I want you to ask yourself so that you can break free from this lie that everybody. I have to meet everybody's needs. The, the, The first question is this, that I want you to process and internalize so that you can break free from this lie. The first one is, how is this affecting my relationship with God? All that you're doing... All the commitments that you have, how is it affecting your relationship with God, your prayer time, your Bible reading time, your church attendance, your small group attendance? How is it affecting your relationship with God? Or another way to phrase that for some of you is how will this, if I take on that, if I do that, if I continue this, if I help them, if I step in over here, if I do that for them, if I do all that, how will this affect my relationship with God? God. A second question for you to process so so that you can break free from this lie is how is this affecting you personally? How is this affecting you mentally, emotionally, physically? Some of you are not very good. Stressed out, staying up late, the pressure of the world's on your shoulders, all types of medication just because of You think you're Superman or Superwoman? Or another way to rephrase this is how will this, if I do that, if I step in here, if I continue to try to be Superman, if I pile up on my schedule, pile this on top of me, if I do that, how will this affect me personally? Uh, Another question for you to process so that you can break break free from this lie is how is this affecting my spouse and kids? How is this affecting my immediate family right now? All the things that I'm carrying, all the things that I'm doing, trying to be Superman, Superwoman, trying to be there for every family member that I know, trying to be there for all of my friends, every single one of them, to try to be. Su- how is this affecting my spouse and kids? My, my top priority besides God. Or well, another way to rephrase it is how will this affect my spouse and kids? The, the last question is this How is this affecting my job? I mean, you got to break free. Are you underperforming? Are you not fulfilling your job duty? Are you always tired? Because because you're always piling things on. And friends, it's a lie that so many people live. I have to meet everybody's needs and they're stressed out, frustrated, and the world's on their shoulders. And God never intended that for you or for me. Number two is this. There's a second lie. There's a second lie that I want us to look at, and that is this. Everybody has to like me. Everybody has to like me. And, And every one of us in this place, we want people to like us. And the problem is this, the problem occurs when we start believing that everyone has to like us. We want people to like us, but when when we believe everybody has to like us, a problem occurs. Because when you believe this lie, you start living to please people instead of to please God. And the Bible says this in Matthew 22 and verse 36 through 38, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. You see, friends, we're called to love God more than anybody else. We're called to please God more than anybody else. And when we love God, we obey God because we want to please God. The Bible says it like this in John chapter 14 and verse 15. If you love me, you will obey. This is Jesus speaking. If you love me, you will obey what I command. When we love God, we obey God because we want to please God. The key to a successful life is to find out what Jesus wants you to do and do it. You want to have a successful 2011. Find out what Jesus wants you to do and do it. You want to have a successful marriage. Find out what Jesus wants you to do and do it. You want to be successful at your workplace. Find out what Jesus wants you to do and do it. You want to be successful as a parent, as a child. Find out what Jesus wants you to do and do it. You want to have a successful family life. Find out what Jesus wants you to do and do it. You want to be successful in your money. Find out what Jesus wants you to do and do it. But you can't do what Jesus wants you to do and believe the lie that everybody has to like you. Because here's what happens. It happens all the time. You see, maybe there's a a young lady, and she believes this lie that everybody has to like me. She has a boyfriend, and she starts sleeping around with her boyfriend because she believes that he has to like me. Instead of loving God with all of her heart, with all of her soul, with all of her mind, she starts trying to please her boyfriend instead of pleasing the Lord. Maybe it's a a man, and and, and he's dating a girl. He decides, I'm going to move in. I I know I'm not going to marry her. There's no ring on her finger, but I'm going to move in because I want her to to, to like me. I want to meet her niece. I'm going to move in because my focus, I want her to like me, and I'm more interested in pleasing her than pleasing God. Maybe it's at the workplace, and, and you start cutting ethical corners because you want the boss to like you. And maybe it was a coworker or a supervisor who's putting pressure on you, and you want them to like you. And so you start cutting corners ethically because they have to like me. It happens all the time, even with adults. For some people, they start spending money they don't have on stuff they don't need to impress people they don't like, but they want them to like them. All the time. All the time. You start buying clothes you, you can't afford because you want, man, I, I, I got to look a certain way. I want people to like me. You start trying to buy a car you can't afford and, and it's putting pressure on you financially because you got to be liked. You got to impress people. You, you get in a house you can't afford because people got to like me. I got to impress people. Now, I'm not going to be able to pay my tithe. I'm not going to be able to honor God, but I want people to like me because what, what's important to me is that I please people instead of please God. Happens all the time. For some people, it's I'm gonna talk bad about that person to this person because I know this person doesn't like that person, and when I'm with this person, I'm gonna talk bad about them so this person will like me. And then when I'm with them, I'm gonna talk bad about that person because this person don't like that person. So whoever I'm, I'm just gonna talk bad about everybody. I, can you believe it? I can't believe it. Can you believe he? Were? I can't believe it. And I'm gonna talk because I, I, I want everybody to like me. And friends, can I tell you, it doesn't matter what other people think about you. It matters what God think, thinks about you. It's not, trying about, it's not about trying to please everybody. It's about trying to please your heavenly father. It's about living for an audience of one. And it happens all the time. People compromise. They, 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 they lose their integrity. They don't honor God because they're caught up in this lie that everybody has to like me. And Jesus said the first and the greatest commandment is to love God with everything that's within you some of you need to stop living the lie that everybody has to like you and you start living for an audience of one what is jesus telling you to do do it that's where real success is found no no number number three is this there's a third lie that so many people believe and it creates stress pressure pressure and anxiety in their life lie three is i have to be like everybody else I have to be like everybody else. And and let me make a confession to you today. I've struggled with this big time, especially early on in in my ministry. I struggle with this. I've confessed to you before on several occasions that I've always desired to be a singing preacher. Always. And I can't sing it was just a couple of weeks ago, my wife could tell you, it was a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting in front of the laptop computer and I was listening to this singing preacher. And I said, baby, oh, I wish I could sing. Boy, you know, God didn't give me that talent because I'd be arrogant. I said, oh, Jesus. Oh. But I can't sing. I can't even fake it. You know what I'm When I first started preaching, I had a couple of role models that man, I just, a couple of guys, I just, they were heroes to me. And I used to try to preach like them. Matter of fact, there was this one pastor, he had a really unique preaching style. And, I mean, it was just kind of unique and kind of difficult to do, and he always used the Greek and dissected words and just, I mean, just, just real unique speaking style. And I tried to preach like him. And Matter of fact, one time I was a full-time evangelist, and I flew to New York to preach, and I was at this church. I decided I was going to preach his message like he preached it, because he's my hero. So I got in front of the church, and I tried to preach like this guy and use all the Greek and break down the words and no points at all and just kind of up there, and and it it didn't work at all. I bombed. Didn't nobody get blessed, including me? I can't believe they took me out to lunch after that, huh? But they sure didn't invite me back to come again, huh? No, that dude does not know what he's doing, and I didn't. I mean, I was trying to act like somebody else. It It didn't work for me. And I, I, I used to see, you know, I, so I used to try to imitate one hooping preacher. Man, I, he hooped, and I can't hoop. Somebody don't know what hooping is, but I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? And the Lord, ha, ha. I, I just
1: can't.
0: Uh, I, I'm not a hooper. I'm a cooper. I can't hoop. I got to be coop. You know what I'm saying? I just, I can't hoop. There's no reason for me to. Fa- I'm a teacher. I try to teach you something. I just, I, I just, I. I can't hoop. I got to be who I, I got to be who I am. And, and, and here's the deal I had to come to grips with. I had to come to grips with, I'm different than those preachers. They're successful, God's used, but I'm different from them, and that's okay. That, that's okay. Same thing for you. You got to come to grips with God had not made you like everybody else. He made you to be you. Matter of fact, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 17 and 18, it says, if the whole body were an eye, and and, and Jesus is, or Paul is giving this analogy between the physical body and the body of Christ, because we make up the body of Christ, just like the physical body has different parts, we're made up of different parts, and that's what Paul is driving home. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? I wouldn't want my whole body to be an eye, and God says he didn't want his whole body to be an eye. He goes on to say, if the whole body were an ear, I mean, that would be miserable if our whole body was just a big old ear. He says, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the body parts. I want you to catch this. That's so key. God, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Friends, God made you just like He wanted you to be. He gave you the gifts and the talents. He, he gave you the mind that you had. He gave you exactly what He wanted you to have. We're all different, we're, we're all unique, and that's a good thing. Let me say it to you right now nobody can beat you being you. Be you. Do you. Be you. Nobody can beat you being you. You are unique. You're an original. Come on, you're not junk. I don't, who told you that? You're not a piece of junk. You're not a nobody. No, God made you. You're valuable. You're unique. So quit trying to be like somebody else and be you. Do you. The Bible says in Psalms chapter 139 and verse 14, I'm trying to set somebody else free today. I'm, I want you. To, come on, you can, I'm going to try for American Idol. You can't sing. Why are you going to try out so they can make a bad clip of you? Come on. Come on, be real about who you are. Psalms 139 verse 14, I praise you because I, everybody shout I. Come on, you need to know that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Be you because you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, hear me, let me take it a step further. You need to be you and do you, but you need to improve you also. I'm not saying stay like you are. Ooh, that's right, I'm me. I got a bad attitude and that's just who I am. No, that's not what I'm saying. You nasty self. Huh? That's not what I'm saying. Improve you, but be you. Read books. Read blogs, go to conferences, but be you. Go to lunch with somebody in your profession who, who's a role model you and learn from them. But be you and, and do you. Work on your skills, hone your skills, develop your skills, work on the things that God has given you, given you that you can do it better. But, but be you and do you because can't nobody beat you being you. You're an original. Quit living a lie trying to be like somebody else. Number four is this. There's a a fourth point that I want to share with you about living a lie, and this is a big one. This is a big one. This lie stresses so many people out. Number four is I have to pretend like everything is okay. I have to pretend like everything is okay. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Confess your faults, your sins, one to another. This is a difficult scripture for many of us to follow. Can I tell you, we don't live in a confess your sins to one another society. You know what kind of society we live in? We live in a society that says put up a front. We live in a society that says put up a mass. We live in a society that says, pretend that everything is okay even when it's not okay. I mean, that's the kind of world we live in. We don't live in one of these confess your faults. No, no, I'm okay, you're okay. How are you doing today? I'm blessed. Highly favored of the Lord. Walking in his blessings. Oh, I'm blessed. No, you're about to die. You just got the hospital last night. <laughs> they told you you got cancer. You lying. How's your family doing? How's your, how's your family? Oh, the family's doing great. Oh, that's never been better. all. Oh, what a holiday we had. No, oh, no, your marriage is about to end. You're lying. You're lying. You're about to go to divorce court. You ain't got long in years. You don't even sleep in the same bed anymore. You don't, you don't even get long. But, but, but we live in a plastic. We don't live in a confess your faults society. We didn't even Let's fake it. Let's pretend like everything's okay. How are your kids? How's your middle kid doing? Is, is, is he, is he, okay? Are they okay? Oh, they're doing good. Oh, yeah, just keep praying for them. God's got big things. They're just doing awesome. No, they're strung out on drugs. You ain't talked to them in four months. You can't even find them. It's not okay. But we live in a, let's put up a front. How are you doing? How's your life? It's okay. I'm, I'm doing great. I go to people's church. Yeah, but you're strung out on drugs. you got a drinking problem. And you're addicted to all kind of stuff. And you're lying. And and your heart is full of bitterness and greed. Everything's not okay. And yet we pretend like everything's okay. And you know what? It's always been my desire that I would pastor an authentic church where we could be real. Because let me tell you, I don't have it all together. And neither do you. And we need one another. And we need help, and we go through struggles, and life can be tough sometimes, and things don't always turn out like we think they will, and we need to be able to get some help. And here's what the Bible says in in, in the book of Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 13. The, 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 The writer says, he who conceals, he who hides his sin, does not prosper. If I ask you today, how many of you want to prosper in 2011, man, hands would fly up. But, but the writer says, listen, when, your marriage can't prosper when you just hide. And you pretend like everything's okay, but there's all kind of anger issues and stuff from the past, and you just, your marriage can't prosper. Listen, you can't prosper at your workplace, and you're hiding, and you're doing wrong, and you're stealing, and you're not getting it. You, you, you can't prosper at your workplace like that. I mean, you, your kids can't, you pretend like everything's okay and, I'm, and nobody can know. We're going to hide it. Nobody can know what Johnny Jim's doing. No, nobody can. You, you can't prosper. You can't prosper in your finances. Everything's okay. I'm not, I, no, you're upside down financially. You're spending more than you make. You're trying to impress people, things are not right. But you can't prosper hiding and playing games. He who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. I was so blessed on Wednesday night. We, we had a, a, a powerful Wednesday night service. Man, I encourage you to be here this Wednesday night for praise and worship and prayer this, this coming Wednesday, but I, after the, the experience was over, I was hanging out in the auditorium for a few minutes, and a, and, and a lady came up to me, and she has no idea how much she blessed me. Pastor, I need some help with the substance abuse. I need some help. Is there somebody that can help me? She has no idea how blessed I was. I was like, wow. She came to me. I mean, the pastor. (laughs) and said, you know what? I don't have it all together. I need some help. I said, you know what? That's the kind of church I want to pastor. And you know what? We're getting her some help we're connecting her with the right people so she can get some help and my question is what about you it's it's it's, it's not okay come on for some of you come on in, in your body it's it's not okay you need some people to stand with you come on in your in your marriage going your marriage is about to fall apart you need some help. Let's, let us help you. Come on, in your kids, you, you need some help. And things are not going the way you want them to go. And you, you, you're kind of confused. and you, Man, listen, we all, we don't have it all together. You, you need some help. Maybe it's with your stress and your anxiety and pressure. And you keep pretending like everything's okay, but you feel like the weight of the world's on your shoulders and you're living that lie. You have to be Superman or Superwoman. And you need some help. For some of you, it's some hidden sin some junk and some filth that you're trying to cover up or pretend like everything's okay. And you need some help. Confess your faults, your sins to one another so that you can be healed. Today, I quit living a Lord, thanks for your word. Thank you for this message that's penetrating hearts and lives.